0: Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and Cannabis Lifestyle Guide. On my recent road trip to the Emerald Triangle, I connected with a dynamic father daughter duo for a day in Humboldt County. Nat Pennington founded Humboldt Seed Company in 2001. His daughter, Hallie, has spent her entire life around cannabis and is now a college student deciding the direction of her future. While en route to Blessed Coast Farms, we stopped along the Avenue of the Giants so I could appreciate the enormity of the redwoods. Hallie agreed to not only be in my obligatory redwood tree photo so I didn't have to pose alone, but she also said she'd chat with me for the podcast about life as a teen in Humboldt. After about an hour of such fun driving and postcard-worthy views, we ducked into Tornado Dave's right off Highway 36 in Carlotta. For a quick bite and a chat. Parents, no matter what age your kids are, maybe you'll glean some helpful insight from our conversation. I'm even talking to you pregnant mamas and daddies, the ones that don't even think they need to be thinking about cannabis. But hearing conversations like this... They'll just settle into your subconscious somewhere and arm you with the information you need to be a parent in a legal cannabis world. It's an important thing to know. Don't get all freaked out. It's going to be fine. We're here to help you. <laughs> Seriously, just listen it.
1: I got the bottle of wine, the
0: high
1: I got the West Coast smoke.
0: I feel like I'm having a, a back home Texas meal. We've got chili on the table and pulled pork quesadillas and onion rings. And yeah, I'm fat and happy, and I'm excited. Oh, me
2: too. Me too. <laughs> I'm excited to
0: talk to you. So, Hallie Pennington is the daughter of Nat, who owns the Humboldt Seed Company. And I was curious to get her perspective of the teen use and what the teen vibe is around cannabis in Northern California, where it's just so prevalent, and also about what it's like to be the child of a cannabis business owner in this legal market. Are you cool to talk with me about all that stuff?
2: Yeah, totally. I, you know, I'd love to.
0: So how old were you when you knew what the family business was?
2: Um. Well, you know, you could say I knew that we were farmers. We were growing uh, from, like, day one. But for me, I always considered it as basil, like just another vegetable. They always had that reference there for me. And so it, I think it took me to like, I was about maybe, like, 10, in between 10 and 12. And uh, I, was, I was, like, in school with my friend. I remember we had just kind of had one of those occasions where, like, we had been informed on, like, what certain substances were, and we kind of started to put two and two together, and there was, like, I think maybe four of us that were, like, all chit-chatting and, like, kind of secret in the back room, and we were, like, so, like, do your parents grow that too and every single one was like yeah and, and then it was like normal after that we right. were all like okay you know it's it's not so weird
0: so it's one <laughs> no of those no big deal so I, you know I was going to ask like did the kids at school know but it sounds like most every kid at yeah, school had well, a parent it, that was when doing when it comes it. down
2: to it it's like Everyone in Humboldt County, its they're in denial if they say that they're not in some way connected to the cannabis industry. Because, I mean, realistically, it is what keeps our little county afloat here. Uh, if there wasn't like people that were investing the money that they get from being in the industry back into our community, we would have not nearly what we have. Because in my consideration, it seems to be pretty much thriving here everyone is doing pretty well this year actually has been hard like businesses are starting to shut down and uh, we're obviously not having as much local revenue but I think that it is something that we can adjust to uh, for me it was like I grew up you know having a cake auction at my school and having our cake sell for $200 and that's like what kept us going that's what paid for all of our field trips and like so in every way I think the community kind of recognizes it as like somewhat of a foundation of what keeps us all going.
0: Yeah, you're a smart cookie, Hallie. So what's the cannabis culture like for teenagers here in Humboldt?
2: Um, I would say that cannabis, it's honestly somewhat casual for the teenagers around here. Like, for me, I would hang out with my friends on the weekends and, you know, instead of trying to go, like, sneak a beer or a bottle of wine from our parents, we would, like, you know, track down a couple buds and, like... Mm -hmm roll a super terrible joint and you know be like hee hee. Hey. but <laughs> um to be entirely honest I think that it's like also the amount that we have access to it it makes kids like you know less there's almost like less of a desire to kind of go after getting it because mm-hmm. it's kind of always there it's like it's not one of those things that uh It's hard to come by in this area, I guess. So
0: do you think that kids are more responsible about it then, or they use it smarter because they understand it more?
2: You know, I wouldn't say that there's necessarily, like, a way to be, you know, more responsible when it comes to cannabis. I guess it's like, you know time place and manner always applies you shouldn't you know be smoking out on the street in any. a lot of setting. people don't but, know
0: that so yeah. that is advanced but for us for it's like teenager. we
2: grew up with <laughs> parents who are smart enough to inform us like hey if you're going to be using cannabis I need you to be using it in a mindful way I don't want you to be going to school super stoned I don't yeah. want you to be smoking in reckless places where you could get into trouble or mm-hmm. get the police involved uh, right and things like that. And so I feel like, you know, my friends and I always, I guess, just had, like, a really general understanding of, like, how and when to use it. And right. also, to me, it was, like, always phrased as a medicine because, you know, for me it was, like, my family had their 215s and that was, like, medicinal treatment, you know. Uh-huh. I know a lot of people who personally suffered from things, like, as small as anxiety or, you know, insomnia. And then there's people who have more extreme things like cerebral palsy that have their entire lives changed by the substance and so to us I guess it wasn't really as much of a recreational drug either ever it was always like you know it was always the 215 cannabis like the medicine that was out there yeah uh, I love that so I think that also affects the use in teenagers in the area absolutely
0: absolutely so are you inspired by your dad's work
2: I definitely find it inspiring. I am truly blown away when I see the way that cannabis can impact certain people, um, people who have been struggling their entire lives, like being on numerous different kinds of pharmaceuticals, different pills, and uh, having this like intense regime that is also like draining to so many aspects of people's like health, minds, and bodies. Mm-hmm. And when cannabis is able to be used in the way that I think it should be, quite frankly, uh, it can be life-changing. I've seen a few people here in my lifetime that have been able to almost entirely uh, take themselves off of any pharmaceuticals and switch to cannabis use. I've seen people... Treated for epilepsy with mm-hmm. literally just rubbing a roller of cannabis oil onto their feet, and it like will reduce their seizures within minutes, and also My reduce their pain levels.
0: Saw that video of this uh, of that actually being done to it. She's just like. It's like, it was magic. She's like, can't even believe that No, it is.
2: It's mind-blowing. And, you know, to me, it's like, I think everyone should have access to this. Because in my mind, it's baffling that anyone would ever, like, choose to treat a, you know, even a 10-year-old child with, like, high-dosage pharmaceuticals rather than rolling a little bit of cannabis oil on their feet. When it's like, you compare the side effects and the long-term, like, detrimental health effects that these pills could have for these people, like that's where it gets really inspiring because that's going to change the entire outcome
0: of somebody's life, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are a smart young lady. What are you studying in college?
2: I'm currently just finishing chipping away at my general ed. Uh, I've been leaning into business major just because I feel like that's something I could apply to a lot of things in life. But I have always had a calling towards botany, too. So I think that's something that I plan to go into a little bit.
0: Right on. So we don't know exactly what we want to be when we grow up yet, but it sounds like dad's had some <laughs> bit of influence.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, you could definitely say that. And, you know, to me, I guess my degree from college has never really even defined what I plan to be when I grow up. It's just kind of something in an underlying means of having that because right. to me, I know that you can achieve you can sh- still achieve like all of your goals and all of your hopes as far as establishing a business or creating yourself without that background but you know it always helps. Yeah. <laughs> I do I do want to have that and I do want the education but for me I know that I would already love to continue to work with CBD especially. I do want to stay uh, relatively involved in the industry because I find it quite inspiring. So Right
0: on. So you have a good head on your shoulders. I like your perspective. So I have a lot of people that listen in states where cannabis is not legal. And I think parents get a little weirded out and freaked out about cannabis. So as a intelligent teenager, what kind of advice would you give parents in dealing with their kids and cannabis?
2: I would just say, I mean, in general, when it comes down to dealing with any teenager and substances, any kind of lack of information is honestly not the way to go because I know that there's a lot of parents out there that think that, like, telling their kids about these things is a bad idea, that, like, any kind of information, any kind of access, anything like that at all isn't the way to go. But for me, like, I've always felt somewhat educated about what I'm out there doing. I've always known when to call my limits for drinking I've always known you know Mm -hmm. just simple things like not to go to class when I'm high like yeah it's pretty basic and so when it comes to cannabis it's like I guess being aware that yeah kids do kind of have a desire to use substances like this but then again also like reminding parents that no kid has ever had an overdose from cannabis and that there's a lot worse things out there they could be accessing and So realistically, it's like whether or not they make the decision to use it, it being around and it being accessible, I think in the end, it doesn't make anyone my age more likely to use it, to be honest, because there will always be the black market. And uh, I think when it comes down to it, the most important thing to do is to educate your children on what is safe and what isn't. Yeah.
0: And really just having an open dialogue. Just Right.
2: Exactly. Creating a uh, space
0: for everybody to Right and
2: making them feel questions. comfortable and okay with like the normal things that happen in a teenager's life. Because I think it's obviously, you know, important to be wary and to be cautious of what's going on and it is a scary place, but you know, to not give people the information that they need to make healthy decisions is in a way wrong. Uh yeah, I have had friends personally that have grown up in a setting where, you know, they weren't informed about, like, what happens if you don't eat and then go out and drink with your friends. And, like, I've had to personally take my friends to the hospital, and that's traumatizing for everyone involved, yes, including yes. The, the girl's parents. And
0: mm-hmm.
2: so, Yeah, that you're you know, having to make the call to. Scenarios like right. that, it's, like, just, you know, a little bit of information being open. It always makes a huge difference.
0: Yeah. I think that's great advice. Well, thank you for for talking to me for a little bit. Do you have Do you have anything you'd like to inspire others with? Um, I feel like we touched base <laughs> on a good amount of things. <laughs> Dad, do you have anything that you want to add about this whole teens and cannabis and all that good stuff?
1: Well, I think you know what Hallie said about they're going to likely figure out a way to try it, no matter. You know how hard parents try to hide it, and so I think she's right. And I guess maybe I talked to you about stuff when when you were a kid. I didn't really feel like I needed to talk to you about cannabis because that was kind of uh, always around. But I definitely remember talking to you about things like ecstasy and some of the you know more dangerous stuff. And you know, I feel one thing with cannabis is like if people. Create this huge stigma around cannabis, and then a kid tries it and says to themselves, "Well, this really isn't that dangerous. It doesn't seem that bad." Then it kind of takes away from you know the gravity of some of the other drugs that you might have warned them about. So
0: yeah, it's that boy you know, that cried wolf, right? Scenario. Exactly,
1: the boy who cried wolf. And so when I told Hallie about ecstasy and about cocaine and some of those things you know, she kind of knew that I wasn't kidding around, you know, in saying that, like, these are dangerous, potentially deadly. And so I think she knew I wasn't joking. And when I told her around cannabis, it's different to me because to my knowledge, no one has ever overdosed from cannabis Mm -hmm. in the history of cannabis. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I'm not advocating that that children use, but I'm just saying let's be realistic when we talk to our kids about,
0: yeah.
1: you know, how dangerous that is versus how really dangerous things like hard drugs or whatever.
0: Yeah, hard drugs and alcohol and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you're yeah. right. And it's just tailoring that conversation. You're so right. Thank you for the parent team part of our conversation. And yeah, I look forward to diving in with you and a little bit, Nat, about the business. All right. Stay tuned. You'll get to know Nat and Hallie more on next week's podcast that we recorded with Shaban Danger-Darwish at Blessed Coast Farms. My original intention was to include this short chat with that longer group discussion on one episode, but I filled a lot of questions from freaked out parents who struggle talking with their kids about substances. I was so impressed with Hallie's relationship with her dad, her confidence, her pragmatism, and connection to her community that I wanted this dialogue to stand alone. Voices like Hallie's help shatter the stigma, and I always think it helps parents to hear the perspective of a teen that they don't actually parent. Because, you know, where I'm from, emotions can totally cloud our hearing when we're talking to our loved ones. And I'm sure that's not just in my house. If you found this podcast helpful, I hope you'll puff, puff, pass it on. Stay tuned next week for that deep dive into the Humboldt County cannabis culture with more from Nat, Hallie, and Siobhan, founder of the Grow Sisters and Humboldt County's first permitted cannabis farm. Until then... You can connect with me on social at Casually Baked or schedule your free 15-minute can of consult with me at CasuallyBaked.com. Click that big gray schedule appointment button at the top of the page. Thanks as always for the feedback, can of curious questions, love, and support. I dig it all. Casually Baked the podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album Gotta Get Back wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. I connected with a dynamic father-daughter duo for a day. Oh, fuck. My oven's ready. (laughs) Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows.
1: How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why is an endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up-to-date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining
0: myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast, and of course, on PodConnects.